Good morning, Digital Cathedral family. I'm glad you're with me once again on this Sunday morning. And if you were with me last Sunday morning, you know that we started on, uh, I don't want to call it really a series. It's not really a series. I want to cover some things in the next couple of weeks about some things that I think are going to take place this year that the Spirit of Truth is going to lead us and guide us into. And I want to preface it by saying it's there are going to be things that we think we know. The Spirit of Truth is going to take us down another level in some areas that I think we would at first at first hearing would say, well, I know I already know that. I already know about that. Well, you might might know it, it to some level, but I don't think we have complete understanding on most any any area that the spirit of truth would like to reveal more to us so i want you to open your heart and open your mind i don't know how long this is going to take me it might take three four weeks five weeks i don't know but as many topics and areas that i feel like the spirit of truth is going to emphasize this year important areas and there are areas i say i'm not introducing something new necessarily but what i do want to introduce is the idea that we're going to understand more. We're going to get more revelation, more understanding. So this is all progressive. This journey is a progressive journey. There's absolutely no question about it. We, we know in part, we see in part, we prophesy in part, but we're beginning to get a revelation of that which is perfect. And when that which is perfect has come, then John said that when he appears, when we get revelation, we'll be like him, for we'll see him as he really is. So we're, we're going to really focus in on some things. These are probably things that are prevalent in the life of Jesus. So we're going to focus in and explore some areas that we know. I want to start this morning. If you have your Bible, I want to start in Romans chapter 1. That just highlights a little bit of this progression that I'm talking about. I hope you recognize that we're living a, a progressive walk. And I, lo I love the way Paul lays it out here in Romans. In the 16th and 17th verse of chapter 1, he says this. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. That word salvation is, doesn't mean ticket to heaven. It means wholeness, soundness, completeness. Uh, it's the complete package. Salvation really is the complete package of what Jesus finished on the cross. So he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He said, because it is the power of God to everything Jesus finished on the cross. That's what the gospel is. The gospel message is a proclamation. It's not an invitation. It's a proclamation of everything that Jesus has finished on our behalf. He said it's for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Now here he, he's going to be said, he, he said in verse 16, this is what the gospel is. Power of God to salvation. Now, verse 17, he, he begins to show us that it is a progressive walk. He says this, For in it, the gospel, that is the power of God to salvation, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed, watch, from faith to faith. Now, when you hit that first faith, you may think, I got a handle on this. I see it pretty clear. I see it plainly. I don't need to know anymore. I can go on to something else. No, he says it's revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith or the just shall live in this faith progression. It starts and it ends with him. It, it, it's, a, it's a progression. I don't know how, how else to really lay it out right there except to say that what we're in right now is a phase 
that we've learned a lot. We've had so much revelation, so much truth. We've been exposed to so many things that we have a mental understanding of it and probably a good perception. But there are some places that we need to go now that the spirit of truth is going to take us that's going to unwind and, and bring to a focus some things that we need to know. For example, what if? Let me give you an example. What if? What if I told you that everything that you will need, ever need in your life, you already possess? Think about that. What if I told you that everything that you need or ever will need in your life has already been created and you possess it? It might be invisible right now, and that's probably why the Spirit of Truth is going to take us down in some areas, is because He wants to help teach us how to bring that which is invisible but has been created and belongs to us to bring it into that dimension of visibility. Remember what Mark said in Mark eleven twenty four that old word of faith verse that Kenneth I always think of Kenneth Hagin when I read Mark eleven twenty three twenty four. Verse twenty four of Mark eleven says, "Whatsoever things you desire when you pray." <clears throat> Praying is not begging and pleading with God. Actually, good prayer is communication with God, and it brings you to a realization of what you do possess. Prayer is not so much talking to God, it's letting God talk to you. So you have a need. He said, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. When do you believe that you receive them? When you pray. When you're talking to the Father about this. Believe that you already have it. They are in possession of it, and you will have it. It belongs to you. So what, what, what if, for example, what if I told you when you pass from this dimension of life to the next dimension that you begin there where you left off here? Do you think maybe we could get some understanding on that? A lot of mystery around that. But I tell you what it does do. It gives us a purpose and a, a focus on why we should grow and develop here. What what if what if when you when you walk from the dining room to the living room, and I think it's just an, it, 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 a different level of consciousness. I don't believe we're I believe we're coming to a place where we're not going to die physically like we have thought of it in days gone by. But God will take us, and the fear, the mystery around this thing is going to dissolve. Last enemy to be destroyed is death. But every little enemy along the way, including fear, needs to be dissipated. So I think we're, we need to be open to revelation to understand that what we are going to encounter there, it's going to take the ages to come, Paul said, to understand the depth of God's grace and love toward us in Christ Jesus. If that's the case, then I can see how it just connects like a train. So when we move into that place, we pick up where we left off here. What, what if I told you uh, about the Father's growing and maturing us into the measure, the stature, the fullness of Christ? Point forward that that's exactly what he's doing. And he's got this process. We've read it from uh, Philippians 4.13 that it's the job of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher to bring us into the unity of faith. What, what if you were to understand that that, that journey, the, the journey you're on right now, is a journey that has been specifically designed for you by the Father. That takes into consideration your temperament, your personality, your likes, your dislikes. And so he has a, a path that is exactly custom made. There you go. A path that is custom made for you. 
a lot of what ifs there. And I think in those what ifs, you can see that with the level of understanding that we have now, that we might not be able to approach them or enter into them in, in the fullness that we would like to. So last week I started on, and I think we got through three things that I feel like the spirit of truth is going to emphasize this year. And as he emphasizes it, he's going to bring us clarity, going to bring us understanding. We're going to see things we've never seen before in some areas that we thought we had a handle on. So I did three last week. I'm going to try to get through a couple more this week. I've got a couple of areas that I think are really practical. They're down to earth that you can step into that are, are extremely important that we're able to go past where we are right now. Now, any of these, I don't have time to go into depth. I probably could take a whole week on all these, but with what I see in the future for the rest of the year, we don't have time to do that. But I, I, wanna, I wanna bring these to your thinking, to your mind, so that as the spirit of truth begins to unwind, it's not gonna shock you. If you start to see some things you never saw before, it's not gonna it's not gonna blow your mind. If you see things that's gonna make you make an adjustment in what you thought previously, you're not gonna panic. Anytime you grow, there's change. Anytime you grow, there's adjustment. So you have to be prepared for that. So as I lay these out for you, and uh, you know, last week we talked we talked about a couple of different areas. So this week I'm gonna talk about a couple of more areas. Can I get into that right now? I just wanted to leave that little foundation that this is a progressive walk. For example, what if, what if, what if, what if, and all those what ifs expose areas that we can develop and we can do better in, right? Not do better in our own strength, but do better through revelation and through the grace and through an understanding of the finished work of the cross. All right, here's number Number four, here's a thing, the fourth thing, maybe I should just start with one because I don't want this to be like a series. I want these teachings to stand on their own. All right, here's, here's number one for this week. I think revelation is going to unfold that will help you to solve the mysteries, listen, to solve the mysteries and the problems of daily life. This is where this message has got to work. The kingdom message has got to work in daily life. The revelation that we receive has got to help us to walk out in the practicalities of life or what's the value of it. And it's this it's this day-to-day -day walk that I think snares us sometimes. It's in this day-to-day -day walk, and here's what I've experienced. See, see if it resonates with you. In the day-to-day -day living, that's where I have the greatest opportunity to eat from the wrong tree. When problems pop up, when things jump up in front of me that I'm not expecting, catch me off guard. That's where I tend to go to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I make a judgment. I make a discernment based on what I see, what I hear, what I feel, what others are telling me. That's the wrong tree. We need a revelation to unfold that will help us to live out the mysteries and the problems of daily life right? We are the body of Christ. It's a mystical union. There's no separation. We have the mind of Christ. There's no separation between the mind of Christ and your mind. It's one mind, right? So as we tap into that mind, as he, as he takes us down another level, we're going we're gonna to see some things about things that pop up in front of us, problems with children, problems in marriage, problems on the job, problems with business, we should be able to tap in 
to Revelation. We, over, we overlook, I think, part of what the Spirit of Truth has been sent to reveal to us, part of the assignment that he has. It says in John chapter 16 and verse 13, let me, let me read this for you because I think, I think what we're going to see this year may take off on this part of the verse. Now we know the verse, but I think there are some areas that we might not have understood completely or allowed ourselves maybe to have some understanding of. It says in John chapter 16 verse, he says in verse 12, this again shows the progression. He said, I've got a lot of things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. That doesn't mean they wouldn't be able to bear them in six months or a year. The things that he wants to show us, maybe, maybe last year we couldn't understand them. Maybe we weren't ready for it. Maybe we're ready for some things now that we haven't seen before. And that's, I think, what Jesus is trying to get across. So he tells us how that's going to transpire, how it's going to happen. He said, you can't bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Now, I think we've, we've centered on that. We've got some understanding on that. And it says he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak to you. And here's the part that I think might well come to illumination in, in 2023 that will be valuable to us. And he will show you things to come. Man, as, as, as I've been thinking about 2023 and what the Father's going to do, this jumped out at me big time, that the Spirit of Truth has the ability, if we're ready to get it, to show us things that are to come. Let me ask you a question. How would it change your life if you knew what was coming? If, if when you made a decision, if, if you came to a conclusion, and you knew what the results of your choices were going to be ahead of time, do you think it might affect the choices you make? The business decisions? The things that you're going to get into, the way you handled your job, your children? How about investing in the stock market? If you knew how the stock market was going to go in 2023, I can, I can assure you it's going to affect what you do with your 401k or your 403b, whatever your instrument of retirement is, if you have one. It would affect if you knew how the stock market was going. Have you ever asked, here's what the Spirit of Truth asked me this week. He said, have you ever asked consistently the Father what the results of this are going to be? I haven't. I've, I've, I spent more time on him showing me the truth. I spent, I've spent more time on the first part of that 13th verse when he says that when the Spirit of Truth has come, he will, he, will sh he will show you the truth. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Now that's, that's been more I've really looked for. I said, okay, guide me into truth. Show me truth. But the last part of that verse where it says he will show you things to come, I really have not centered up on that much. Nearly as much probably as what I should. But I know this, the one that planned the end from the beginning knows every step of the every step of the journey. So if Jesus said that the spirit of truth would show us things to come, why don't I begin to tap into that? Why don't I at least begin to explore before I buy the house? Father, what's what's the end what's the end game on this? Is this is this in the end is the, the result of this going to be a good investment? You you know the things I'm going to encounter, the repairs that are going to have to be made. You you know the neighborhood how, how it might change. 
You know the school district where my kids will be going to school. Is it going to evolve into a good, better school district? Will it be a good place for my kids to go to school? That's asking him to show you the things that are to come. See, you're one spirit with him. You, you are the branch that is connected to the vine. Why, why can't the branch know what the vine's going to send to it? The kind of fruit that it will produce. Not, not just in, in resources, not just financially. I'm talking about wisdom and understanding in truth. Getting an understanding of those things that are to come. We need to expect and look for. I want you to look for this in, in 2023, a lifting of the veil of mysteries that have blocked our ability to tap into the spirit who will change our world by showing us things that are to come. What a valuable instrument we could be to people if we could see the things that are to come. The father never designed the kingdom to be confusing, to be to be fearful, to create uncertainty in us or make us insecure. So as we transition in 2023, as we begin to make some shifts, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that revelation is going to unfold, that are going to, un, that are going to solve some of the mysteries and some of the problems that maybe, maybe you've had in life for a long time. You haven't known what to do. Everything you've tried hasn't worked. You know that this, the spirit of truth has come to lead us into all truth. But in leading us into all truth, listen to me, in leading us into all truth, one of the facets of that has got to be knowing what the end result will be. All right. Number two. That's enough on that one for right now. Number two. In 2023, we're going to enter into a place where we have grace without limits. Grace without limits. Even many in the grace community are not really fully grace. I'm talking about a radical grace, a hyper grace. I'm talking about pure grace. We shouldn't have to put all those descriptive words ahead of grace. Grace is grace. But the Bible does speak about a hyper grace. And I'll give you a verse on that in just a minute. But we, we, need to, we need to really get down into this grace message. I see the limits coming off of us that we've placed on ourselves. We, we are so quick to put restrictions on ourselves, put rules on ourselves, laws on ourselves. I'll never do that again. I'll never be there. This is never going to happen to me again. We're, we're quick to do that. And as soon as we do that, We've set ourselves up to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to make decisions so that we don't do that. What? We have not tapped into the fullness of grace yet. Grace is such a big picture. Paul, when Paul said it's going to take the ages to come for us to under, understand the depths of God's grace, we've got to understand we have just barely scratched the surface on what grace is. In Galatians chapter 1, one of the most frustrating things that Paul ever faced was in bringing the message of a, a grace without any law, without hindrances, without restrictions to a group of people. And then as soon as they begin to walk into it, they immediately put, them, put themselves back under law. See, Paul said the only way you fall from grace is to go back under law. Falling from grace is not sinning. Falling, the, the reason you sin reason you fall from grace and you think it's been sin is because you fall from sin uh, 
You fall from grace when you go back under the law, and the law is the strength of sin. So as soon as you set a law on yourself, and I'm speaking to some of you this morning that have set some crazy laws on yourself, even little things like, I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. That sounds good, but you know what you've just done? You've put yourself under a restriction. Maybe he doesn't want you reading the Bible in a whole year, but now that you've put that demand on yourself, you, got, you, you, you feel guilty. If you don't read your, what is it, three chapters from the old, two from the new, uh, two Psalms and a proverb, whatever that formula is for reading through the Bible in a year, you've committed that. Now you feel guilty and condemned. Why You put a law on yourself. See, I see the limits coming off of us. I see us living a life of total, absolute freedom. Here's what Paul said. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6. He said, I marvel, I marvel, I'm amazed that you have turned away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. A different gospel is any gospel that does not have a, a pure, hyper, radical grace message. That means a message that is free from any restrictions, free from any laws. And we make, that, we make that distinction because every church thinks they believe in grace, but it's usually a transactional message of if I do this, then God will extend grace to me. If I obey here, then God will favor me. Now, grace runs on a one-way street, and there's no laws, there's no restrictions to it. It's not fair. It's not the least bit fair. It treats, it treats everybody exactly the same. It rains on the just and the unjust. It's, the sun shines on the just and the unjust. The Father just pours His grace out without, without restrictions. That's a hard thing for us to realize. But when you walk into it, there is a power and there is a freedom like you could never experience. So in 2023, <clears throat> the Spirit of Truth begins to cut some little cords, maybe some little bonds that you still are committed to try to keep to be a good Christian or be a good follower of Christ. See, we still place behavior and works and restrictions on ourselves, right? And we feel righteous when we do it. Paul said this, I, I'm amazed you moved from the, the gospel of grace that I gave you to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Wow. Paul put a lot of stock on the gospel of grace that he brought to them. Verse 9 says, And we have, as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Paul is saying, we need to get the restrictions off this gospel. We need to walk into a dimension of grace like we've never walked into before. See, if you have, if you have behavior restrictions on you, listen, you are not your, your actions. You are not your behavior. Your, your, your identity comes through the grace of God. It does not come by what, by what you do to try to, to try to make yourself right, to perfect yourself, to make God pleased with you. On some level, on some level, many of us are still stuck in that position. We don't want to be. In 2023, he's going to give you a, a, a revelation of what grace is all about that's going, to, that's going to catapult you into another place in this message, right? 
The Father accepts us just like we are. What's hard is for us to accept us. The Father has already forgiven every transgression, every sin. Sin is a total moot point to him. He, he doesn't even see sin. And yet we find it hard to forgive ourselves, right? We know he's good. We say it to you, God is good all the time. God is good. We have a hard time accepting that we're good. He has made you good with his goodness. He has forgiven you with his forgiveness, not your forgiveness. And he has accepted you with his acceptance, not your acceptance of you. Now here's, here's what's, Here's what's going to flood your life, all right? This, this Romans chapter 5 and verse 20. This is what's going to flood your life in 2023. You watch and see if I, at the end of the year, you see if I, I these points that I'm bringing you over these few weeks, I want you just to watch and see if they don't unfold to you in a level that you never expected. I know we're grace people. We call ourselves grace people, but... What I'm visualizing is like a hot air balloon that is still on the, on the ground because it's got uh, ropes that have tethered it that are holding it down. And what the Spirit of Truth is doing is, is rope by rope, he's cutting those off. And when they're all cut off, you're going to rise, man. You're going to come up to a place that you never envisioned. Now, here's what's going to flood your life in 2023. He says, moreover, Romans chapter 5, verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, right? That's what law did. The purpose of the law was to show us that we couldn't do it on our own. We couldn't keep the law. Couldn't keep 10, let alone 613 that Moses came up with. So sin abounded. But watch, where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So wherever you think, if, if sin went, say on a scale of 1 to 10, if sin went to 6, Grace went to 10. If, if, if sin went to 10, it's, grace is going to abound. Actually, the word there, if you look it up, abounded, it means hyper. It's super abounded. It stretched beyond. There is no place that sin can stretch to that grace does not stretch farther. Man, I hope that's a breath of fresh air to you this morning. I hope you crab onto that. And any places now where there's still some ties and holds to you, I, I want you just to I want you just to let them go. The sin, the word harmatia means to miss the mark. You know that we've said it a gazillion times at the digital cathedral. You've heard it, I'm sure. Do you know what the mark is that we miss? The bold, the mark we miss is authentic identity. See, everything that we think we can't forgive ourselves, we're not perfect. We think I, I'm not good enough. That, that enables you to miss the mark of authentic identity. You know what your authentic identity is? It's divinity. You are a God type of being. You are a God type of species. You're a new creation. You are a people that never inhabited the planet before the crucifixion resurrection. He's going to wash over you this year. He's going to wash you with grace He's going to flood you and wash away every perception that you have of still any unworthiness, unrighteousness that's in your life where you feel like you're just not good enough or your life isn't worth anything. See, those are all, those are all indications. You don't see your identity as divinity. 
When he breathed into you, Genesis 2, 7, when he breathed into you the breath of life, he breathed into you everything that he is. He left nothing out, right? The good work, the maturing has begun in us. It's well underway, right? There's a wave coming to grace. That's going to just wash all that out because the maturing has already started. He's already maturing you. You're, you're well on your way well underway. So now is not the time for us to try and finish what he started by grace to try to finish it by effort and works. And that's a pitfall we fall into. We recognize this whole thing started with grace, but then as we go along the way, we fall back into this thing of trying to perfect ourselves. Now is the time, this morning, this first Sunday of March, right? March of 2023. We've come through January and February into the year. Now's the morning. Now's the time. I want you to simply lean back into Him. Rest in Him. Let His grace, let, let that divine influence that is working so powerfully in you let that divine influence produce an effortless change. Now is not the time to try to perfect by works what he started by grace. Now is the time to let that divine influence, that power of the Spirit that you sense rising up within, let it produce an effortless change as you rest in Him. I've seen more people change through resting in Him and letting that divine influence produce change. They get up one morning, look in the mirror, and they're, they're different. They notice they haven't been doing what they've been doing. They notice that their life has changed, that things have shifted. And they didn't do anything to try to institute it, to try to bring it to pass. It is a work of the Spirit that goes on within us. Now is the time for us to really let grace have its full work, right? The one that began a good work, the one that called you, the one that chose you, the one that loved you, the one that walks with you is going to finish the next step in 2023. I guarantee it. What I'm trying to say is his responsibility and not yours. Amen? All right, so, so far we got five things. Let me just recap a little bit for you and then I'm gonna move forward. Let me recap just a little bit for you. All right, we've gone through five things last week and this week. I want you, number one, to expect the Father, to, to hear the Father as you've never heard Him before. That's the first thing we talked about last week. In 2023, you're going to hear the Father like you've never heard Him before. And I'm going to tell you how He's going to do that. He's going to eliminate static in your life. Static comes in a lot of forms. Static can come through watching the news on television. It could come through too much social media. It can come through the opinion of other people. All those things he's going to begin to remove from you. It's not going to be a sacrifice. He's going to call you and say, I want you to come apart with me. I want you to come sit with me a while. I want you and me to sit on the back porch and just have a conversation. There's some things I want to talk to you about. Some things I want to show you. Other voices are going to diminish. You're going to, that voice that has been a still small voice, you've had trouble catching on, 2023, it's going to bring clarity. You're going to hear it as you never heard it before. And that brought the second thing up. In 2023, you're going to see that he's going to detach you. He's going to pull down off of you more and more of the world system. Right? 
It's not going to interest you like it did before. As you seek the kingdom of God, as you seek his interest, his priority, you're going to find that your appetites are changing, that you, what you watch on television may change. Now, I'm, let, me, let me say it again. Remember, he's going to flood us with grace this year. This is not something that you got to hammer out for yourself, discipline yourself to, restrict yourself to. Let him do an internal work. And I'm bringing these things to light. So as he begins to work it in you, you're going to say, I remember back in March we talked about that. I remember the teaching back in March that said he's going to detach me from, from the mess that's going on in the world. He's going to position you to make change in the world, in our culture, but it's not going to be because you're absorbing it and you're, you're, you're so into it that it is affecting you and dragging you and draining you emotionally. You've only got so much concentration in a day. You've only got so much emotional energy. And if, you, if you're spending it on a mess, if you're spending it on things you have no possibility of ever having an impact on, you're wasting your time. So he's going to pull you from that. He's going to begin to talk to you. And through your actions, your life, your words, you're going to have an impact on the culture. All right. Third thing I told you, and this was last week, is you're going to look for divine connections globally. People are going to begin to attach to you. You're going to begin to attach to others. We've done this on some level. We're doing it at the Digital Cathedral. People from all over the world are attaching. I know some of you better than people I've known for years. Just because of the way we communicate and the responses and the posts and the comments and the back and forth. This is how he connects us. Now, in doing that, I think in 2023, you're also going to start to find a lot of local connections. He's going to begin to have little groups begin to spring up, meet at the coffee shop, meet at the restaurant, have breakfast together. It's going to start with one or two or three of you, and it's going to get six, seven, or eight, and that's going to begin to have more impact. That's what I see coming in 2023. It's not going to be church like we've always known church. The, the, the spirit of truth is so creative. He's going to develop ways that will appeal to you, excite you, and grab your interest. And then number four, which we talked about this morning, he's going to begin to open your eyes to see solutions to the dilemmas, to the problems, to the mysteries that maybe have bothered you and hung on to you for a lot of years. He's going to make the kingdom very practical this year. And last thing we said is he's going to pour out grace with no limits. And you're going to find yourself being released from any of those little hindrances that are left. Now these five, there's one, there's a verse scripture that has ministered to me so much over the years. It's, it's one of the first uh, verses that I caught uh, when I began to really come into grace and I was wrestling, you know, with some of the stuff of what, what should I do? What can I, what shouldn't I do? How do I, you know, accommodate this message? And there's a verse over in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. I'll quote it once in a while, but I think it fits all of these things that we're going to be talking about. Look what it says. It says, it is God that works in you. I just told, God is working all these things in you. Let him work it. Just submit to his divine influence. Let him create the effortless change. Rest in him. It is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. 
Now, man, when I hit that verse, I go, that's, that's something I can rest in right there. That tells me it's his responsibility, it's not mine. Everything that's going to be done in my life is his responsibility. And my only, my only thing to do is to respond to what he says. That puts you at the tree of life. That's what the tree of life is totally about, just responding to what he says. But notice what he says. It, it is God. God does this. He does the work. He does the, 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 the groundwork. He does the revelation. He does everything. God that works in you, he puts the will in you. He's not going to make you do something you don't want to do. I know down at the church house, they told you, you really commit to God. You can do all kinds of things. I used to bother me when I first felt like, okay, my, I'm going to give my life to ministry. I felt like this is my direction. I did not want to go to Africa as a missionary. Like, oh, dear Jesus, please don't say, no, I didn't want to do that. If I, if I, if I would have, if he would have put the will for me to go to Africa to be a missionary and live in a mud hut, he would have put that, that will in me and I, I would have been a burning passion. It is God that both does the willing and then he does the doing. He does the empowering of what he puts the will in you to do. That's all him. It's God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He says, this is what I want done. I'm going to put the will in you. I'm going to put the gifting. I'm going to put the power, the ability, the resources, everything that needs to be done to fulfill the thing that I would like to see fulfilled. That's everything we've been talking about this morning. You're going to hear him, you're going to hear him clearly to know what the will and the direction is, right? He's going to have to pull you aside from the world that speak to you to show you clearly. He's going to have to pour abundance of grace on you so that you know it's not you that's, that's ginning this thing up, trying to make it happen. So he's moving us from where we're at today to where he's taking us tomorrow. Isn't that what that verse says? To do his good pleasure. That's, see, it, it might be bringing us into the measure of stature of the fullness of Christ more this year. That's going to mean change. It's going to be a challenge. I understand that. It, but what I really am trying to get at in this, in this group of messages is the need that it's going to have to take us deeper into things that we first became acquainted with. We will, from this point through eternity, make shifts and changes of how we see, which is going to adjust how we function. The things I'm bringing to you are shift producers. These cause shifts in life, right? The father, the father's going to have a family of sons and daughters who reflect him in character and reflect Jesus in the way they live their life. So these are change producers that bring us into that place. We're being conformed into the image of Jesus with distinction. You're not going to be Jesus. There's going to be a union, union, realization of union we have with him with no separation. And you're going to be able to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. All the things we're talking about, all these points, are elements that bring us into that place where we're, where we're sharpened to where people see us, they see the, see the Father. And remember, above all else, the Father's love, right? A love that holds no records of wrong. A, a, a love that never runs out of patience. 
love that does no self-seeking, a love that is not, not jealous or envious. All that's from 1 Corinthians 13. And he's working that kind of love into you, a love that holds no wrongs. Man, how much we need to, to be forgiving people to hold no wrongs, a love that, that, that never runs out of patience, a love that does not self-seek, a love that is not jealous or envious. That's the love he's working into us. That's why he wants you to hear him plainly in 2023. <clears throat> That's why he wants you to understand it's him doing the work in you and empowering you to do the work. He is. He is. Let me show you from Colossians chapter 2, verse 3, exactly what he is. Colossians chapter 2. I want to read this out of the New King James. Then I want to read it out of the Passion because the Passion really puts a good measure on this. Colossians chapter 2, verse 3. I think God wants you to know this this morning. I think he wants you to see him like this. This is what he has become to you. Watch. It says, In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And where does he live? He lives in you, right? So if, if in him dwells all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge and he lives in you guess what you have in you you have the answer you have the wisdom you have the knowledge for everything you'll ever need in life so he's he's saying look i'm sharpening your tools i'm putting tools in your toolkit i'm i'm gonna put the right screwdriver in the right wrench that you can know those mysteries and secrets that have been hidden that have been maybe bothering you you haven't been able to figure it out he said i'm going to begin to disclose some things to you let, let me let me read this for you out of um out of the passion translation let's see here i got all my translations out philippians colossians colossians chapter 2 and verse 3 right colossians chapter 2 verse 3 Remember, in, in the New King James, uh, it said, In him is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now watch how Passion Translation says it. Our spiritual wealth is in him, like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered. Now these, these five things I've brought to you so far help you to discover. These are tools of discovery. Ooh, that's a good title for, the, for a series. Tools of discovery. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. Oh my gosh. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge are in him and he abides in you. So he's what, he, what, he's, what he's doing today is he's revealing to us the depth of what we have. He's showing us what we can draw from. Right? That's a powerful thing. I mean, we need to, I wish I could really drive this home this morning because life throws us so many curves, so many unexpected things, so many situations, circumstances. I mean, I look back at my life and I have faced a lot of situations through the years that I've looked at and I thought, man, I'm not prepared to handle that. I don't know what to do. How much better it would have been if I would have understood that he was working in me both to will and to do of his good pleasure. 
how much better it would have been for me to understand that he wants me to hear his voice clearly and he's going to begin to show me how to do that. How much better it would have been for me to shut the news off and pull distractions and spend more time listening to him and letting that still small voice become the strongest voice that I hear. I tell you, this is going to happen. You're going to see more, hear more, understand more, experience more. Light's going to shine brighter. Christ is going to resonate greater. Other people are going to be see it like they've never seen it before. The depth of your life is going to grow grow deeper. Let, 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 me, just, let me just read that verse again. <laughs> That's such a good verse. Colossians chapter 2, verse 3. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So where, where does that vast resource of knowledge dwell? Where does that all that wisdom dwell? It dwells in him. And where is he? He's in you. It's not out past Pluto someplace. It's not down at the church house. It's not just with the fivefold ministry. He lives in you. This one that knows the end from the beginning. This one that said, I will send you the spirit of truth so that you can know the things that are to come. Man, what a leg up. How, we, we've missed it on that. Are, are you tired of me harping on Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10? That says, in Jesus dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And then verse 10 says, and you're complete in him. You are in union with no separation, oneness with the one in whom the fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily. And you've got access to all of it. You've got access to all of it. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 5 says this, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. So the treasures of wisdom and knowledge have been deposited within you and now the spirit of truth is giving us the understanding to draw it out. It's all in there. Now we're, through, we're going through this progression of learning how to draw all of it out of us. So what, what's the bucket that we can drop into this deep well? Isn't that what he said in that fifth verse? Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. Or it's 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 down there in the well. How do I how do I draw this how do I draw this water out? It's within us. Now now do you understand why he's saying to you, you're going to hear me more clearly. I want to speak to you with a with an with a a clarity of voice that you're going to hear unmistakably. Now do you see why I think I'm going to pull I'm going to pull you out of Fox News for a while. You're not going to watch it for hours a day. You're not, you're not going to get involved in all that distraction over there. It's to enable you to be quiet, to go within, to meditate, to ponder, to clear your mind, to get your emotions settled down so that you can think clearly. In Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15, that's exactly what Isaiah said. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15, it says this, in returning in rest, you shall be saved. Not ticket to heaven. He's talking about the fullness, the, the completeness. Now watch what he says. In quietness and confidence, that shall be your strength. 
If we want to increase our spiritual strength, then I would suggest it will come out of in quietness and confidence. Quietness builds confidence. And that confidence then that comes through quietness will be our strength. So if you'll pull back, if you'll pull back, get quiet, meditate, ask, you will hear, this is my way, son. This is my way, daughter. I want you to walk in it. And once you know it, once you hear it, all you do is respond. This is, this is not rocket science. This is not extremely difficult. When you hear it, you respond, right? And he's going to adjust your steps as you go. Don't get locked into particular theology or beliefs. Let him just adjust and keep flexible as you go. People are always going to want to nail you down about what you believe, what's your theology. You know why they do that? So they can label you and dismiss you. You need to stay ahead of that game. Don't get pegged down to it. Stay fluid. See, once you get rigid, then you these things we're talking about, you can't allow to, to generate in your life because they're going to put you outside of where you are now. Everything in the kingdom is an issue of divine timing. The divine timing that you're facing this year has put you in a different place than the divine timing last year. You're building this year on what you had last year. Now, the knowledge you had last year was good for last year. He's going to take that revelation, that truth, bring it into 2023, and he's going to expand it. We're going through fundamentals. These are fundamentals. Football, baseball players, they, every spring training, every fall practice, they, they go over fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. They go over doing the same things till they're proficient at it, till they're better. And that's exactly what the Spirit of Truth is doing with us. He's bringing us into a place where we're going to get better at what we've been doing on one level and bringing us to another. Divine timing is everything. Remember what the scripture says? In the fullness of time, God sent his son. We read, Jesus said, I got a lot of things to say to you, but you can't understand me. You can't receive it yet. Timing. God sent his son in the fullness of time. Timing. Paul said, when it pleased the father who separated me from my mother's womb to reveal the Christ in me. Timing. Why didn't he reveal the Christ in Paul 10 years earlier? It's timing, right? Mysteries, Paul said, hidden from generations are now being revealed to the saints. Why? Timing. Divine timing. God has taken seeds of truth and he's planted them within you. And you recognize that. And now those little seeds are starting to grow. And when that seed first comes up, that little, that little twig pops up through the soil. And it's, it's certainly not mature, but it's there. It's an, it's an oak tree as much as it will be in maturity. It's, it has every DNA, it has every part of an oak tree. But that little, that little spigot that <laughs> jumps up through the ground, it starts to grow and it becomes a small tree and it keeps growing and becomes a large tree. It still is an oak tree. You're still a son and a daughter of God, whether you're just the seed, the sprout, or you're now developing into fullness. It's all a timing of God. Right? That's, and we're, we're, we're learning to work with that. Work with it. I'm, I'm going to say on the five things that I've presented, well, as, as well as those we're going to do the next couple of weeks, that you've heard it before, but you're going to begin to see it in a level, in a perspective, in a consciousness 
that has escaped you in days gone by, but now is coming to light. All right, I think we're going to stop right there. All right, we're going to stop right there. I want these just to settle into you, and maybe some of you are already beginning to see this and to recognize it. Let it flow. I got one quick announcement. Wednesday night at The Secret Place, we are going through the book Religion Busters. I wrote this some time ago. I want to invite you to this. I want to invite you to the study on Wednesday night. Go over to Amazon and get this book because we're going to walk through it. I don't know how long it's going to take us. It's going to take us a while, but we're going to walk through it. And we're going to bust some religion. And this fits in well with what we're doing in 2023. We're going to study stuff. We're going to go through like salvation, Edemic nature, age of accountability, religious mind control, sin consciousness, the deadly mix, Bible inerrancy, the doctrine of poverty, contract or covenant. We're going to go through a whole bunch of things about the deconstructing religion. We're going to come through all of this. It's a great study. I'm, I'm 6 o'clock Central Time on the Don Keithley Ministry page. Now, if you're not a member of that page and you'd like to do the study, that's the only place the study's going to be. I invite you to come on over. Now, if you have an early edition of the Religion Busters, that's blue, you're going to have to spring for 11 bucks to get the, the new one. This is, we've trimmed it down from 250 to 170 pages. We've taken all the fluff out, and this is solid stuff in here. So we're going to go through that, and I would I want you to come through it with me because I think it'll be an aid to what we're doing in 2023. That's 6 o'clock Central on the Don Keithley Ministry page. We call it the secret place. You come as you are, and you leave as I am. Join me on Wednesday night. Will you do that? All right, we'll see you next Sunday morning at the Digital Cathedral. See you Wednesday at the secret place, and we'll be getting into religion busters. And it's going to be a blessing to you. I know it will. All right. See you then. God bless. Have a great week. If this teaching resonates with you and you would like to partner with us in our expanding efforts to take this message of grace and union around the world, you may make a donation at donkeithley.com. We thank you for your continued support and encouragement.